Is Will Fuller taking a back seat to Kiki QT? What does the offensive coordinator change in Arizona mean for David Johnson? And should you start Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson this week? Plus, the leader in the 2018 Football Guys Players Championship, Guy Morrell, drops in to talk about why he grabbed James Conner in all his drafts, how doubling up on quarterbacks early has worked out for him, and much more. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Once upon a time, not long ago, when people wore pajamas and lived life slow, where laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to good. There lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he wrote. Me and you tonight, we're going to make some cash, robbing old folks and making the dash. They did the job, money came with ease But one couldn't stop, it's like he had a disease He robbed another and another and a sister and a brother Tried to rob a man who was a DC undercover The cop grabbed his arm, he started acting erratic Broadcast live and heard around the world You are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour Presented by MyFFPC.com With your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Shot for the head, he shot back, but he missed her. Looked around good and from expectations, he decided he'd hit for the subway station. But she was coming and he made a left. He was running top speed till he was out of breath. Knocked an old man down. Thanks so much, Rob. Greetings and salutations, all of you balkaholics and Gerzakin addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I am your slightly above average host. Eric Balkman and my co-host is the patron saint of fantasy football. You know him as the Dizzle. I know him as Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll give you the latest on a stud NFC North receiver who is in danger of missing his game on Sunday, who's the best touchdown scoring wide receiver in Atlanta, and Guy Morrell will talk to us about how he has managed two teams into the top 25 of the Football Guys Players Championship, including the top overall squad. Shout out to the chat room right now. Feel free to post any questions you all might have in there if you want to connect with us on Twitter. The show is at HSFFHour. I am at Eric Balkman. Dave is at David Gerzak. Facebook.com slash HSFFHour is where to reach us. 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA. Football at gmail.com is the email address to send in your questions. Uh, we'll do our best to get to all of them in the fantasy feedback uh, segment coming up at the end of the show. Our audio engineer, Bryce, our mutual friend, Rob, uh, and producer of uh, working very hard, tirelessly, I might add, tonight on this show. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Rotoviz.com slash podcast is where you can check out the latest Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown with yours truly. Speaking with Jamie Joseph, former guest of this show, who is also in 12th place of the Football Guys Players Championship. Got into some, uh, some good conversation there about uh, the Raiders running back situation, which we got some more clarity on that uh, coming up. Uh, more coming up on that later, but we got some more clarity on that uh, within the last few hours here. Uh, we got into a lot of stuff uh, on that show. Uh, as, uh, so check that out. Um, some good uh, blind bidding strategy stuff in there, some uh, good topics to, uh, to make sure that you are abreast or you know abreast of as we uh, are coming up on the last few weeks of the regular season in the football guys players championship and the ffpc main event rotoviz.com slash podcast i go over to high stakes fantasy football hour dot gerzak slash dave how are we doing tonight the dizzle i'm doing great paul how are you 
I'm a little tired. I'm a little wired. And uh, it's going to be a good show tonight. Um, week went well. You had a big week. Yeah. Foo, Foo Fighters, Metallica, Monday Night Football. <laughs> yeah. I guess that was it. <laughs> That's still I, a big week. I could have, uh, could have gone to see the Eagles yesterday and then watch the Brewers tonight and tomorrow night. The I, Eagles? Just, yeah, they were playing at the Pfizer Oh, I was so. thinking Philadelphia. No. Yeah. But uh, I decided not to spend $1,000 on tickets in one week. So Good for you. It worked out all right. Yeah. It was a great time with Drew, Drew Maselli. Drew Maselli, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from, there. yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, you know, just basically you were shaking hands and greasing palms of FFPC players. That was great. You, you were out for a night? That was fun. On Monday night, yeah, that was fun. It's, uh, Sunday, you were out Sunday night. Sunday night I was out, and I was out Monday night. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, both nights. That was great. Let's get into tonight's <laughs> show before I train wreck this even more. Uh, let's bring in tonight's guest. He's been involved in fantasy football since 1988 in the same 12-team league that has a $1,200 buy-in. Action on the side for those who choose to do it. That's all predetermined on the final night of the draft. He joined the FFPC in the Football Guys Players Championship four years ago, won a league title last year. He has bigger things on his mind this season as he is leading the entire FPC after six weeks of play. Please welcome onto the program tonight, Guy Morrell. Thanks for joining the show tonight, man. We really appreciate it. Hey, it's great to be here. How you doing, fellas? Can't complain. Excited wow. to talk to you. Excited to uh, get some knowledge uh, from you tonight, Guy. Uh, certainly appreciate you coming on for sure. Before we uh, talk a little bit about fantasy football and the Football Guys Players Championship, how you've gotten two teams in the top 25, including the overall leader, tell the listeners what you do for a living. Well, I'm in the uh, ladies' apparel industry. I'm a, I'm a clothing salesman. I sell women's clothing to retails around the country. That's great. A, uh, a salesman to the retailers. So you are constantly selling, which I appreciate, and uh, you are constantly making sure that you are getting the, uh, you're making the best deal that you can, Guy, no question. And certainly that's played into uh, your fantasy team this year. Is you made a lot of smart deals both in the draft and on the free agency uh, blind bidding waiver wire that has gotten you up to the top. So congratulations on that. Well, thank you. It's uh yeah, it's a, it's a full-time job, you know, between fantasy and trying to sell some jeans. So it keeps me busy. I, I really enjoy it. <laughs> I bet they're a little bit different. Yeah, slightly, <laughs> but there's some, there's some parallels there. Oh, hey, so guy, uh, congrats on taking over the lead in the football guys players championship. Uh, just heading into this week. So tell us a little bit about your line of thinking, making Robert Woods, your second receiver round six of this draft. Uh, he's competing for targets with, uh, you know, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, not this week for Cup. Uh, but tell us about Robert Woods and making that pick. Well, to be honest with you, I loved all those guys. And, and my goal was just to get a, a fraction of the action uh, within that group of receivers and, and personnel at, uh, with the Rams. And uh, the way it really came about is I was watching uh, some highlights last year uh, of Robert Woods. My, my oldest grandson, Ty, came in. He said, hey, did you know that Robert Woods has the same stat line as uh, A.B. over the last four to six weeks, which kind of caught me off guard? I said, well, no, I didn't. So I kind of checked into it, and then uh, I followed him throughout the summer in all my little mock drafts, and uh, it just worked out. He just kind of fell into place there for me. So uh, I took him twice. <laughs> yes, the, the the Rams receiver is so good, you had to take him twice. So nice, you had to take him twice. So that's awesome um, uh, with, with Woods. That, you know, admittedly is a not, not a guy I was on uh, this season. I don't think I got him or Cooks anywhere. I definitely got Cooper Cup in a lot of spots, got Gurley in a few spots. 
But obviously, this Rams offense has been fantastic. We'll see uh, how they, uh, you know, uh, how they get through the rest of the season. But it seems to be all full steam ahead for the Rams right now. Uh, moving on to, to talk about from the receiver position to talk about quarterbacks here, guy. A lot of high stakes players love to play quarterback chicken in their drafts. I, I didn't notice it as much this year, but definitely last year I was seeing guys go said the 18th, 19th round, sometimes the 20th round without choosing a quarterback until then. Um, but you took the opposite approach this year. You get Aaron Rodgers in the fifth round of your team in first place, and then you take Deshaun Watson in the seventh. I noticed that you had done a similar strategy with your team in 25th place, taking Rodgers. I think it was Rodgers in the fourth there, and then Deshaun Watson in the seventh. Why both those quarterbacks before the eighth round for both those squads? Well, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a contrarian uh you know, as I as I decide to pick and choose who I'm going to take in these drafts, and I don't always want to just follow the herd. And, you know, you listen to all the hype with, uh, you know, uh, all the prognosticators saying don't take a QB until the eighth or ninth round or whatever it might be. And, you know, I like the guys, and I saw I thought they were the best guys on the board. And, you know, when I saw Aaron Rodgers, I said, I'm just going to take him. And then Deshaun Watson a couple rounds later, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to take him too. And, and they've, they've – you know, we've had a couple little problems there with some injuries and Deshaun's had a, a rough spell, but uh, I've always felt comfortable taking QBs early. I mean, I've taken, I've taken Aaron Rodgers multiple times in the first and second round in, in my uh, home league. And, you know, people say, Oh, I can't believe you did it, but uh, it, it seems to work out for me. So that's how, that's how it fell. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, Dave. Hey, so did, did, you know you took Rodgers in the fifth? Did you have to like you know you know bite your fingernails or something like that just so you didn't draft him in the third or fourth because you're kind of used to taking him earlier? Did you have a good no, game I, in the I, goal? Well, during during the course of the summer, you know, I do a lot of mock drafts and uh, right. you know it just seemed more and more people that was the talk. You know, don't take anybody till late. So I knew I was going to be able to get you know a good quarterback uh, in one of those mid to late rounds if, if I wanted to, if I chose to wait that long, but you know, they were there. I took them and uh, I'm glad I did. Absolutely. So uh, hey, we're going to move on to running backs a little bit on your first and 25th place teams. You uh, made sure to have James Conner. Um, did you really, did you hear anything that, you know, Le'Veon Bell is just not going to, was not going to, I mean, obviously everybody was talking about that he just may not play, but did you really think that he was going to sit out this long? And by the way, he was supposed to come back this week. And where is he bulky? Is it been hybrid hair of him? Yeah, hide nor hair of, of Le'Veon Bell so far uh, this week in Pittsburgh. I don't know where he is. He may not even be in the country for all I know. Yeah, that'd be great if they show him all of a sudden, like, um, on the Eiffel Tower in Paris or something like well, that. Well, I mean, just follow – yeah, I mean, they just follow his social media accounts and, you know, where in the world is Le'Veon Bell? <laughs> oh, there he is at the Sphinx. Okay, I guess he's not reporting this week. Anyway, there was a question in there somewhere. It was um, – anyway, what did, you, what did you think about the Le'Veon Bell-James Conner situation? Well, if you really want want to know the truth, I got this buddy that I fish with all the time. We call him Fast Freddy Fishworthy, and uh, <laughs> he just yeah yeah, and he's he's as crazy as the name. Let me tell you, but the guy just pounded <laughs> me, and he and he's really not into fantasy football. He's really into like hares ears and pheasant tails. He's into fishing, but he kept telling me, yeah. "I'm telling you, the guy, I, the guy somebody ought to get on is this James Conner because I can't believe Le'Veon Bell's." going to sit out another year and hold out another year. And, you know, then the next week, is, can you believe he's, he's going to drop 855, 855,000 a week? 
to sit out. And he goes, I really think there's going to be some dissension there. So I thought, oh, maybe I should take James Conner. But, but what really made me listen to Freddie was a long time ago, he turned me on to this guy out of Denver named Terrell Davis. And that's the only other guy he's really talked to me about in fantasy football. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a shot. And uh, it's worked out nice. And I, I did kind of something simple. Excuse me, similar to that with uh, the Dalvin Cook situation. When I watched Dalvin in preseason and he looked a little tentative on his couple, three carries in the one game he got in, I thought, you know, maybe I'll take Latavius and maybe he'll end up being the guy. So, you know, that hasn't worked out as well, but I felt very comfortable with both of those moves. And uh, I got to give Freddie the credit. You know, that's how it rolls. That's how it rolls. So, so in other words, every like maybe 19 years or so, Freddie gives you a tip and it works out, right? So like Davis is maybe 98, 99 or something yeah, like he that. Yeah, he, has, he hasn't talked football to me since. I'm serious. He has not <laughs> talked football to me since. So 2037, that's the next time. All right, I'll tell you who it is right now. <laughs> Let me tell you about this guy in 2037, Dave. Hell of a running back, thick thighs, runs like the wind. He comes from a good pedigree. Saquon Barkley Jr. No He's going to be a hell of a running back coming uh, in 2037. Best shot. Yeah. Uh, okay, but moving on. Uh, Guy Morrell, the uh, leader in the Football Guys Players Championship here, joining us on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak coming at you. Coming out, coming out to some wide receiver discussion here. You drafted Will Fuller, Guy, on both of these teams. With the emergence of Kiki QT in that offense, over the uh, past few weeks. Are you concerned that Will Fuller is actually going to be more of a boom-bust type play rather than an every week wide receiver two or, or even a flex start? Because uh, QT has looked very, very good. Will Fuller has had some issues staying on the field. What's your read on uh, those two guys going forward? Well, when I, when I took Will, a lot of that was predicated and based on uh, his performance uh, in the early part of last season when he was teamed up with Deshaun uh, Watson. So I thought it might be a, a good move. And he's an explosive guy. And I thought with the advent of most people uh, double-teaming Hopkins and really working towards shutting him down, I thought Will would have a great year. Now, you know, he's had some hamstring issues and, and whatnot to this point. But uh, um, I went in knowing it, it could happen and it may not happen. But, you know, that's what fantasy football is all about. you got to take some risks. And if you don't take any risks, you really aren't going to uh, – get a team that's different than uh, the run-of-the-mill uh, teams that are out there. So I, I took a chance. Makes sense. What do you think, boss? Do you like yeah, I mean, more? yeah. Well, I've never been a huge fan of him. However, I, after seeing a couple, even now seeing him, um, you know, struggle and, and, and um, you know, deal with the injury bug, I still wish I would have had him. I, w- I wish I would have drafted him on more teams this year because, um you know, he, he is that electric-type playmaker that seems to have a great relationship with Deshaun Watson. And I guarantee you he hasn't had his um, – we haven't seen the last of him in 2018. He's going to have some boppo weeks coming up here, and he's going to win people weeks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, All right. he's one of those guys you just never know. But, you know, uh, I, I've kind of changed some of my uh, tactics, and I, I've tried to target guys that, that are explosive, that can make big plays. So – that, that was part of my thinking there as well. All right, speaking of explosive players, uh, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals because they have a few on their team, and luckily Mike McCoy got fired today. Thank goodness. Already, Twitter 
You know, this is the one thing that Twitter is good at is predicting firings. They were they were all over that that firing last night. Uh, ESPN reporter Field Yates actually posted a screenshot of Wikipedia stating yes. okay. that Mike McCoy had was fired was a former offensive coordinator <laughs> for the Cards before any was anything public. Yeah, that was last night. That's hilarious. So anyway, would you? So now that McCoy is fired, would you? Uh, this question is a little different. Would you entertain benching both Fitzgerald and David Johnson going forward, or are you kind of willing to you know put your faith in the new offensive coordinator? Actually, having the best players on his team, you know, get the ball and make plays. Well, I, um, I've always been a big uh, Fitz fan, and uh, you know, I, I've had him again many, many times over the years on different teams. Um, but again, I think uh, I would say Fitz is the guy that I would probably uh, bench, and I would roll with David Johnson because I think that's what the 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 issue might be down there is they got to get that guy the ball as many ways as they can. I think he's going to get a lot of targets and nothing against Spitz. I mean, that guy's been incredible, but uh, we all know what David Johnson's capable of doing. And uh, I think David's a guy you, you really start force feeding the ball to that guy should get 25 to 30 touches. And I don't have, I don't have any David Johnson on any roster. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, if we can see it at home and we are, are of the opinion of, like, hey, you know, this offense would probably go a little bit faster if they could get David Johnson out in space instead of David, as you so aptly put it today, slamming him up the middle with their starting two guards out of action. That would probably be a smart decision, and honestly, probably some of the play calling that we've seen over the last month in Arizona is what got Mike McCoy fired. Hopefully better things are ahead for David Johnson and company in Arizona. From a rest-of-the-season standpoint, Guy, uh, who's going to be the better fantasy start for Atlanta going forward? Is it Calvin Ridley? Is it Mohamed Sanu? We all know Julio Jones is the number one target, unless they're throwing for the end zone, in which case he becomes an afterthought in that offense. But <laughs> Calvin Ridley or Mohamed Sanu, which one, of those guys do you like, which one of those guys do you like going forward as uh, the Atlanta receiver not named Julio Jones to start? Well, I love Mohamed Sanu. You know, we've I've, I've had uh, him on several teams, and he's very consistent. He's kind of sneaky. He gets his catches, and he always gets that touchdown. But, you know, Calvin's been uh, extremely hot through the first part of this season, so I would probably roll with the young gun that can run. I'd go I'd go with uh, Calvin Ridley. I That's who I'd go with. Dave, you agree with that? You like Ridley over Sanu going forward? Not for Dynasty, but for the rest of the season? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, when did Ridley, when Ridley have that? What was his big week? Three touchdowns? Yeah, he had the three touchdowns. How many points did he score? That uh, was a lot. I mean, I don't 40? think it was close to 40. I don't know. Well, if I mean, if you have a player that scored this this year, scored close to 40 points and is still getting consistent targets, and, I mean, then you're risking you're risking that happening again. And then you look, if you didn't start him the first time, you look like a total idiot when you don't start him the second time. Yeah, you know, I think that was the only week I didn't start Calvin Ridley in the two leagues I have him in. That was the only – I benched him in both leagues that week. Wow. I, I didn't start him either, but, I mean, I hadn't been starting him up until that point, so forever that's what uh, I guess, you know what, I take that back. I don't think I – I think you're right. I don't think I had I, – I don't think I was starting him up until that, and then I started him going forward. So, I guess that's not what that about, big of a deal. Guy, do you have a lot of exposure to Ridley in your leagues, various ones? I, I don't have any Calvin Ridley. I wish I did. There were a couple, three different times where he was like the guy I wanted and he got uh, picked, you know, a pick or two in front of me or whatever it might be. So you know how that goes. You Sometimes yep. they fall in your lap, sometimes they don't, you know, and uh, it's just uh, the way the chips fall. Hey, Rob, did you uh, look at his rosters before you built these questions at all? Or 
Rob's not talking. No, he's, he, he rarely does. Right. I wouldn't forget it. I'm just looking at this right now. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, uh, wide receiver 18 so far in the season. Muhammad yeah, Sanu, wide receiver 34. So clearly, uh, what's Ridley, Julio? Just uh, wide receiver 69. Kind of weird. Whatever. I'm just kidding. No, Julio Jones is at wide receiver Eight, six. Seven. Seven with no touchdowns? With uh, negative touchdowns. How is that possible? Is negative <laughs> touchdowns this year? Boy, I didn't even realize that you could do that. But I'll tell you what, if there's somebody who could pull that off, it's Julio Jones. Dave? So, guy, uh, Ted Ginn found his way to the IR finally. It's kind of a, like a roster clogger for some of us. Uh, so, do you think he gets Cameron Meredith or the Traquan Smith, who had a few big plays on what? I think three targets only. He made the most of them. Yep. Yeah, he had a couple touchdowns, right? Yeah. I, yes, sir. Uh, Yep. You know, I like I like Meredith, and I like, uh, you know, I think Thompson and Meredith are going to get a lot of the attention, and I think uh, when they get in those uh, three receiver sets, Taekwon's got a chance to, to do some good things. So I, I, I'll take Taekwon. Again, it's kind of a reach pick. It's kind of a, a gamble, but uh, I, I'm going to go with Taekwon there. And I actually picked him up on one of my teams in your tournament. I can't remember which one, but um, that's why I saw him catch those two touchdowns. I thought, you know, I I had a, an injury or something with one of my guys. I thought, you know what? Why don't we just take a chance and roll with this guy for a while? Because with that quarterback breeze and that offense, he could he could end up, uh, you know, being a good little filling guy. And who knows? He might might even do some big things. Yeah, I mean, it's a young man's game, and we just talked about this with the whole Ridley versus Sanu. I mean, you're going with Ridley. We're all going with Ridley, basically. And here you have Traquan Smith, who, granted, was not a first-round pick like Calvin Ridley was, but he was still a a Ballyhood-type player in uh, Dynasty Leagues and uh, Dynasty Rookie Drafts. And he's going up, uh, not going up against, but he's competing with the guy for targets in Cameron Meredith, who is coming off, you know, a really serious knee injury. And um, you don't win... Not that Cameron Meredith is an old guy, but once you have something like that, it's tough to come back all the way from. So, And Smith isn't dealing with that, and, and uh, I, I definitely would be on board with Smith. I have Smith in much more leagues, many more leagues, than I do Cam Meredith right now for sure. Hey, Guy, let's get to uh, some questions for you uh, that came in from the listeners. Guy Morrell, our guest on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour tonight with Eric Balkman, Dave Gerzak, leading the Football Guys Players Championship after six weeks of action, has two teams in the top 25 of a 7,800 team competition as well. Let's go to Traverse City, Michigan. It's Tom. I was, oh, it's another Tricon. Oh, no, he's just bragging about Tricon Smith. I'm sorry. I was pretty successful in using my blind bit, uh, blind budget correctly this season on my Football Guys team, getting Philip Lindsay early and Tricon Smith a couple weeks ago. How much of my budget should I make sure I have for the last couple of weeks of bidding for the season? Thanks to the email, Tom, in Traverse City, Michigan. Guy, what's been your experience in the FPC and, and these national tournaments? How much money do you like to have in the holster when it comes to be the, the last few uh, weeks of the season where you're trying to make that final push to get your roster as good as it can get? Well, to be honest with you, you know, I, I've learned by making some mistakes, not really understanding the format of uh, your free agency system. But uh, after the first year, I learned that, uh, you know, I, I try to build my roster prior to getting down to that last week or two. You know, like I want to fill in and make sure I got a, a suitable kicker or a suitable defense or if I see that I, I've got some problems at tight end and I've only got maybe a couple tight ends and I think, you know, something happens, I, I can use maybe another tight end. I try to build it. And, you know, I uh, I really don't 
get concerned about how much money I've got in the kitty because by the time I get there, I want to have it pretty much set, and then I'm ready to roll through the playoffs, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. And then, as I remember, you're, uh, you have a cutoff time at some point there once we get into the playoffs or close to the playoffs uh, where you can't uh, uh, pick up any more free agents. So I try to get that done early, you know, uh, probably like week eight, nine, and ten, somewhere in there. I start planning ahead. Stay ahead of the curve. That's always uh, good advice and certainly uh, advice we've heard on this show from a lot of successful high-stakes people, just like yourself, Guy. Uh, So I'm certainly a subscriber to that theory. Uh, Will in Irvine, California. Hey, Guy, got a tough choice at tight end this week. C.J. Uzoma in Kansas City or Kyle Rudolph at the Jets. Good luck the rest of the way in football, guys. Thanks for the email. That is Will in Irvine, California. Which one would you start here if you if it was uh, if this was your team? You're making the decision, guys. Uh, that's, easy Uzoma? that's easy. That's easy for me. No, I'm taking Kyle Rudolph. I like uh, I like that whole situation there with uh, Minnesota, the quarterback. They got great wideouts. Uh, I think it's going to allow allow Rudolph to. Uh, you know, getting some single coverage, and and he he I have him in my my main league back home, so I, I would go Rudolph. You go Rudolph, Dave. How do you fall on that? Uzuma or Rudolph? Uzuma against the Chiefs, Rudolph against the Jets. Yeah, no matchup's good for Uzuma, but I mean, he's still not a starting caliber tight end. He's a bench guy. You can even argue he's the third in line behind Croft, although they're starting him ahead of him. And Rudolph, you know, he's a pedigree player, and he's had some injuries, but he's played really well. He played really well last year, and he's playing reasonably decent this year. Is he the number two target in Minnesota over Stephon Diggs, or would you still no. put Diggs a, ahead of him? No, he's not. So he'd, he'd be, he's, he's, he's the number three target. Yeah, but Delvin, Delvin Cook is out this week, and Murray yeah. had a good game, and, but Murray's not a phenomenal pass-catching back, so I think you might see a little bit of Rudolph action. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's, it's, it's splitting hairs for me. I guess I would go use him up, but, I mean, I, I get the whole – Hey, you drafted Rudolph higher. You should probably be going with him here. Well, I mean, Uzuma is definitely not the number number two target in Cincinnati. Obviously, it's AJ Green and Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. And then you also I'm Joe- going to argue Tyler Boyd's more of a red zone target than Green sometimes. Yeah, uh, Joe Mixon there. And he's going to be yeah. catching passes so. uh, this week as well. So you do have that. Yeah, and all- it's like a probable big shootout though. That's the other. I wonder what the t- you want to guess at what the total is on that game. I'm just uh, 54 I'm, and a half. I, I'm curious myself. I'm going to look this up, but 54 and a half. 54 and a half. My guess, sorry. 54 and a half. Okay, I am going to look this up right now between the Chiefs. That game is in Kansas City, so it is in Arrowhead uh, for that game on Sunday between the Chiefs Oof. and the Bengals. 58. 58. Holy hell! 58 and a half. Oh my gosh! What what's the other? What's the other game? The Big Twelve. Yeah, that's um, Jeff. Yeah. Jets Vikings. That's even, I got forty six on that. Even forty six. I mean, you know, even the Jets game is a you know a Jets in Minnesota forty six. It just shows how high scoring is this year. Yeah, definitely true. And uh, Dave, I you know, a guy's been so gracious with his uh, time tonight. Uh, let's uh, get him out of here, but without or excuse me, be, not without you asking him this final question. Yes, one of my faves. Um, so this weekend we need an early round stud. Do you think you want to think twice about starting, as well as a lower round sleeper that deserves to be in lineups this week? Wow, uh, oh, that's a tough question. I think I think uh, uh, this is this is and this is uh, uh, I'll I'll say let's bench uh, Calvin Kamara because I think they're going in at uh, to play Baltimore and with the emergence of Mark Ingram getting involved in the offense. I think uh, they, they're going to have a, a a tough time up there with Baltimore and I think he's going to get fewer touches. I'm going to throw the dice and say Alvin 
and I love that guy. I wanted that guy uh, badly, but I just I never got a piece of him. And then as far as a late uh, round pick, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give you a couple guys that are kind of the same play. Uh, the first one would be Trubisky, the quarterback at Chicago against New England, and another quarterback, Eli Manning at Atlanta. I, I don't think anybody looks worse than Eli, but, you know, I got a feeling that's a guy who most people may have picked up if they even drafted him in the 20th or 19th round. You know, you might get you might get some uh, traction with that guy. If you can just get the ball to Saquon two or three times, uh, who knows? He could get a couple of touchdown catches or throws right there. Eli goes on the road, tries to get well at Atlanta. Trubisky at home against yeah, the not-wanted not New England defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so – those are my two. They're kind of they're out there, but those 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 are the guys that I I'm actually going to play Trubisky uh, in on one of these teams. I can't remember which one it is that I have with you guys. So yeah, uh, I mean the home game. I feel pretty comfortable about it actually. Hey, let me ask you something, guy. Yeah. We we have a uh, we have an email coming up um, from somebody, but I want to get your your opinion on it right now. The gist of it is: Would you play Mitch Trubisky uh, this week uh, at home against the Patriots? Or would you go with Deshaun Watson, who's going to be on the road in Jacksonville? That, that's, my, that's my dilemma. So I, I've got <laughs> Trubisky as my number three QB, and I just do not – I feel very uncomfortable with Deshaun going down to play Jacksonville, especially after Jacksonville got drilled in Dallas. I think they're going to be pissed off and coming out to play. And uh, I think Trubisky's going to do okay. I mean, he's, he's, he's been hot the last couple of games and I'm a big new England fan, but I think he's going to get his share of uh, yardage passing. I think he's going to throw for maybe two or three TDs. That's my prediction. I think he's going to do okay. It's bold. We love it. It's obviously these, you know, decisions like this and, and, you know, and coming out strong like this. It's the reason you're leading the football guys players championship right now. Dave, go ahead. I was just going to say quickly. I mean, I, I agree with you on that. I like Trubisky at home. Plus Trubisky actually, oddly enough, runs almost about as much as Deshaun Watson. He gets those points. So he has a high floor as well in a high scoring game. Oh, nice. He's at home. I, I, I love Trubisky. Yeah. I, I, I oh, again, good, I, good. I think you I got, feel better you, about that you, then because <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you, do you feel better about it now because you got the dizzle behind you? You got the dizzle stamp of approval yeah, on Trubisky. Just, you know, it's like uh, sometimes you think you're out there on an island and you you decide to do something, but again, you know, you 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 got to roll the dice and you can't be afraid of losing. If you want to win this thing, you gotta you gotta take some chances. So well, we're gonna take, take, take a couple chances. Take chances you have, and certainly they've been paying off thus far. Congratulations on not one but two teams in the top 25. Congratulations on leading the whole damn thing going into week seven. Certainly I, uh, an incredible accomplishment for you, Guy. Thank you. I, I got I got to be honest with you. I'm I'm a little taken back by it. In fact, I, I, I never really paid that much attention to my ranking over the years because, you know, I got up in the two or three hundreds once, and I, I thought, God, I'm, I'm – I'm six and two, and I'm I'm like 955th. How many guys are in this thirty? And then then I hear I, I think I heard you just say there's 7,800. I thought there was only 4,800 of us. So well, don't worry about those guys at the bottom. 7,800. 7, yeah. Don't worry about those 3,000 at the bottom. You're, you're not, you don't have to talk about those losers. Yeah. So and and I got to tell you, I love the format. I I just uh, I love your website. It's been 
it's been really it's the only uh website uh fantasy i do you know the other the only game i play is on web is you and then i do my thing with my buddies in the west valley football league out here in uh salt lake city utah so uh thank you so much that's really the nicest thing you can say about everything we really appreciate that yeah definitely kind words uh, are appreciated yeah, you guys for you did guy a good and, job and... i didn't even know you had the radio show till you asked me to be on it so i'll, I'll start tuning Actually, in and listening now I, uh, don't, this, worry, don't worry, no one else knows. Yeah, no, this is great. <laughs> First-time guest, first-time listener on the show tonight. I, I, I yeah, hey, look, man, hey, hey, fellas, you know, I could tell by when I when I when I tapped in, I heard your uh, your warm-up music. And I thought, oh man, this is going to be for the young crowd. You know, I'm like 61 years old. I'm an old gray-haired guy, so I'm just uh, it's, it's almost past my bedtime. You know. Well, well, listen. We're gonna let you. We're gonna let you. We're gonna let you turn in, man. Uh, I appreciate you yeah, keeping it a hundred tonight. Yeah, let the man get some sleep so I can get ready for Sunday. Yeah. All right. Well, it was guy guy morale season on on the show tonight. I certainly appreciate you coming on, man. Good luck the rest of the way. We'll talk to you again soon, dude. Hey guys, thank you. You made this really smooth and easy for me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, and I'm, I'm going to try to get back on the show like week 17 or whenever it counts. So <laughs> That sounds Thank good. That much. sounds good, man. All right, dude. Have a great uh, night. Thanks, guys. Okay. Later. Bye. Guy Morrell leading the Football Guys Players Championship. You should, should have tried to pitch him on Vegas because he's kind of close in Utah. Yeah. Well, I'm maybe, sure he's been there. Yeah. I'm, listen, uh, he probably shook Sinatra's hand if, if he's as old as he says he is. At the Desert Inn after seeing Don Rickles. There you go. Actually, for, for sure. I, I have seen Don Rickles at the Desert Inn. That shows you how old I am. When was that? What year was that? I don't, you know, I don't. I'm not, my you don't want to I'm date not, yourself? I'm not, I'm not Justice Kavanaugh. I don't Let me ask you something, Dave. I don't calendar. Let me ask you something. Do you like beer? <laughs> Do you like beer, Senator? I love beer. Yeah. Do you still like beer? <laughs> Actually, to be honest, I drink mixers and wine. I don't really drink beer. No, it's true. I've, I've, uh, <laughs> I've, I've definitely uh, experienced that from you. Hey, um, I had to make a couple of uh, audibles to the uh, to the rundown tonight uh, because care. Rob put this together a little bit early because we had some breaking news on Friday that we're going to get to. I want to thank Football Guys, Roto World, Roto Pass, and Rob for tonight's rundown. Leading things off, a trade in the NFL that went down this afternoon. And I'll tell you what's interesting about this, Dave, and uh, tell you a little selfish story here that's going to take up about 40 seconds that literally only I care about. I was on the air on the uh, Please, tell me about the show with Leo and Balky on uh, AM 1570, the score 95.391 FM, and, of course, the scorewi.com. <laughs> you can uh, download the app, the scorewi app, to listen live whenever. But I'm on 2 to 3, Monday through Friday. We started the sports show, and we had uh, it's a four-segment, one-hour program. Uh, the first two segments, we basically spent a lot on the Brewers who are watching a win right now in game six of the NLCS. We no touched a little bit on the Badgers and the no Badgers, the Badgers Illini college football game that's going on tomorrow morning. <laughs> and we have a fantasy overtime segment. Now, I do the Appleton Trophy fantasy football show on Thursday Something night. Relevant. Here we go. And uh, then we do a little fantasy overtime on Friday for other stuff we couldn't get to on Thursday. Literally four minutes before we're due to get to that segment, I'm getting notifications on my phone from Adam Schefter, from some of these other um, apps I have. And, and, and Leo, my co-host, says, what's going on? We're talking about the Badgers. I said, I have a massive bomb to drop for fantasy football right now, and I know fantasy overtime. He's like, well, hang on. Let's get to break so we can get to the – you know, so we had to quick go to break. That's really funny. And we came back, and we came back. We found out. The Browns have traded Carlos Hyde to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow, that's crazy. Although I didn't know that about a few hours ago. But yeah. So, lot to unpack here. 
let's take this from a redraft standpoint for the Jaguars. What does this deal mean for Carlos Hyde and Leonard this, Fournette in Jacksonville from this season only? This week, uh, you said Hyde's going to be inactive, so don't worry about him. DL then again. I think he was traded for a fifth-round pick, so I think he's been being purchased for a backup situation. However, I don't think you pay that if you feel comfortable about Fournette actually getting back this season, like really comfortable, right? There's a chance. But if I'm, if I'm betting, I would actually bet that Fournette does not really play much more, if at all, the rest of the season. Okay. All right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, caught him or anything like that, right. but I mean – Someone actually makes you a reasonable offer, or if you feel like making reasonable offers in, you know, not dynasty or in dynasty, I guess, and you can get something good for uh, Fournette when someone else is assuming he's going to play starting week nine or ten, I'd make that. I'd make that deal. Uh, let's talk about it from the Browns' perspective. Finally, Nick Chubb has been freed. I, this is the most exciting part for me because I have him. It was a perfect storm for me. I have Chubb on a ton of teams, and I have deep receiver depth. I have good receiver depth. You have a nice core. On many of my teams, my running backs are not great. And Nick Chubb uh, is going to help out those teams quite a bit. Your expectations for Nick Chubb, who, by the way, is averaging 10.8 yards per carry this season. (laughs) I'm not making that up. He keeps up that pace. I actually think he's going to be a really excellent player. I mean, I think Matt Walden scouted him almost correctly. I mean, he scouted him ahead of Barkley, and that's, you know, that's gutsy. And you never know. You just don't know. Chubb is a really, really good ball player. We have talked him up all preseason. We talked him up, uh, I think, a lot. I mean, during the pros versus Joes and everything, we drafted him a lot in Kentucky. Uh, so I don't, I don't think we were – many people were more effusive than us. We, were, we, we love Chubb. We think he's a big talent. We didn't understand why Hyde got signed in the first place. Uh, so I love it. I think it's fantastic. I think he's a borderline RB1, actually. I think wow. But, you know, again, 12 to 14 range. But I think he's going to be really good. I think you have Duke Johnson there. But Chubb can catch passes. I'm telling you, Chubb can catch passes. He was not asked to do it a lot because of Sonny Michelle at Georgia, but he can make, he can catch. He's not as good as Duke Johnson, but he can catch. I have – I'm just counting this up right now. I have like I've been 15 a, teams in Kentucky. Guess how many Chubbs I have out of 15. <laughs> phrasing. Yeah, uh, phrasing 12. was bad there. I have six. Okay, that's Still, yeah. six out of fifteen. I mean, that's that's you have pretty 15 good. Fifteen teams in Kentucky it's, on your on some, your thing. Yeah, some some of them are. Not, your, not, like your whatever. Some of them are not part of the consortium. They're right. my own private Kentucky <laughs> teams, and then I have some private. Those are your own chubs? Private Kentucky dynasties. Oh yeah. Oh, some so so yeah. So do you want me to? I'll give the. No, no. I don't want to know every team. I'm not going to give you every team. For my shared chubs. <laughs> no one cares. Shared shared chubs. They're all shared. I have no private chubs. <laughs> They're all shared chubs. So That's there wonderful. you go. All right. I have one single chub out of eight dynasty teams. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> last point I'm going to make yeah. about this trade. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette's dynasty value. How big of a hit did it take today? Uh, very little. In my, my opinion. In fact, I wouldn't mind. If, I'm, if this is one of those years where I, my, my team is um, you know, not doing well, and I find someone else whose team isn't doing well, I would be happy to pick up Fournette. Carlos Hyde's deal that he signed with the Cleveland Browns, it is very, very easy to get out of after the first year. Jacksonville may do just that. Uh, it's not going to count a whole lot of dead money against the cap. He may be a free agent again after the 2018 season. So I am with you. Well, he was averaging 3.4 yards a carry. Not very impressive. I honestly can't speak too much to the Cleveland offensive line, although I don't think it's terrible, but I don't think it's fantastic. So Yeah, I think it, it's, I think it's good enough for uh, Chubb to average 10 yards a carry. I think it's 
I think it's good, but I think it's a bit overrated at this point. Um, but, you know, it's overrated. You, you still can be good. Um, moving on to another backfield, uh, problem backfield, problem team. Marshawn Lynch, Ian Rappaport reporting today that he is expected to miss at least a month with a groin injury. Doug Martin expected to be the lead back in his stead. You have Jalen Richard there. Rumors about him, rumor, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Rumors about uh, Lynch could even still get IR, like not too long from now. We may have seen the last of Marshawn Lynch in an NFL uniform. Hey, you know what? I heard he's a great guy. Fine by me. Uh, it's entirely possible that he could be done. Let's look at this from a fantasy perspective. You have one extra spot on your team right now. Let's say you, you're, you're going to IR or dump Marshawn Lynch or somebody. You have a free spot is what I'm trying to say. You can either pick up Doug Martin or Jalen Richard. Who would you rather have? You know, I guess I'm picking up Martin, but I'm not that excited about it. I think I – don't, I don't like either of their talents, to be honest with you. Jalen Richard has played in six games so far this season. In four of those games, he's had at least six catches. That's with Marshawn wow. Lynch. All right, that's actually fantastic. Yeah. I didn't really know that. Now you do. Now does that change your I mind? I try not to follow teams with one or zero ones. Yeah. You know, actually, it might make me more inclined to like Richard. Although Martin can catch as well, but it's just not to the same level. I'd rather have Richard at this point um, because of the pass catching angle. I think that those. I don't see a reason why that would change, why he would all of a sudden stop catching passes. If right. anything, he should have more opportunities. And I'm not all that convinced that Doug Martin is going to keep it together long enough to be a, a, um, the lead guy in that committee. So I, I think there, there could be a, a decent timeshare going on with Richard and Martin. Give me the pass catcher on that squad. I think there's PPR value for him. Do you have anything else to say on the Marshawn Lynch and Nick Chubb and Leonard Fournette news today, Carlos Hyde? Oh, uh, no, uh, Doug Martin, I feel like he's pretty much done, so I do, that's another reason not to yeah, – I just don't like, I didn't like him at all, but I didn't know all about all the catches, so that's a really There you point. go. And now you know, and knowing is sometimes more than half the battle in fantasy. Isaiah Kroll is officially questionable for Week 7 against the Minnesota Vikings. Kroll not able to practice Wednesday and Thursday, uh, but, however, he did follow that same routine last week, um, and then he ended up playing against the Colts. Now, even if he does play, Dave, he is facing the Minnesota Vikings at home. I think it's safe to say even in a week where you have four teams on by, including uh, such luminary running backs as Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, uh, and the like, um, you could probably find a spot on uh, your bench for Isaiah Crow because I don't think he's going to do much for you in your starting lineup this weekend. Uh, yeah, I guess he was spotted at Friday's practice, and uh, I would try not to start him if I could to avoid it. Yeah. So Dalvin Cook already – this isn't a part of the stuff I was going to talk about. Dalvin Cook has already been ruled out this week. Latavius Murray getting the start. Did you see that on Thursday, Mike Zimmer said that he was uh, limited in practice, and then uh, on the official report, he got a DNP? Oh, really? Right, right, right. No, I didn't follow that. What in the hell is going on there? I don't know. I mean, like – you know, and I don't know if you've been following this Ryan Tannehill injury thing that's going on in Miami. You know, he, he was the late scratch on Sunday. and then Sorry, started, I was at a yeah, I, I know. I missed that one. Adam Gase was <laughs> asked afterwards uh, about, you know, what happened, what's going on oh, with yeah, Tannehill. Oh, yeah, I did see that. And then he, he cited HIPAA laws that he couldn't comment on Ryan Tannehill's injury. Oh, his herpes are acting up. I mean, What? Like just maybe he, I think the last time I heard that someone had a hemorrhoid. Remember it was like some guy in the playoffs. It's like I don't know. Eventually the hemorrhoid news came out. It's like no one wanted to talk about it. Um, Armando Sel- what happened? He couldn't even play because of the hemorrhoid. Armando Salguero from the Miami Herald had a great report on that. You can check out the work at the Miami Herald's website uh, and and read what he had. To see. He has a great timeline breaking this down on this injury. Oh really? It, it doesn't can you make send any me a link? Yeah, I'll send you a link. Oh, that's it. actually funny. It makes no sense. 
Um, Barry Pachetsky from Deadspin had the uh, Cliff's Notes version, oh, yeah. uh, which it was had a lot more snark in it. Which I <laughs> maybe that's the link I should send you to. Yeah, that, send them both. That, that's, that, that's the funnier the one. The Deadspin one will be better. I will uh, I will send those both to you, but it's uh, certainly entertaining. T.J. Yeldon with a foot and ankle issue uh, was removed from the Week Seven injury report. He is going to play against Houston. Obviously, we talked about Leonard Fournette being out. Um, and Carlos Hyde going to be inactive this week. Not enough time to get up to speed on the playbook. Fire up Yeldon, man. He's going to have a big week this week. I love the comments. It said Yeldon will be a volume-based RB2. That means he sucks, but because he's going to have a lot of carries, he'll put us in fantasy. Points. He's hosting the Texans uh, at home. Uh, I think the game script in that game is keep that Houston deep, or keep that Houston offense off the field, play tough defense, ground, uh, grind it out with the, uh, with, the, um, uh, with the running game. I think that's what you need to do. Uh, if you're Jacksonville and Yeldon, so it means big things for him. Yep. This ha- this next one has me concerned. As well it should. I have him in a lot of leagues, Allen Robinson. I have him on a lot of benches after this news. Downgraded to did not practice on Thursday. He did return to a limited practice today, according to Rich Campbell on Twitter. He was limited on Wednesday. So he, he had the EKG practice line today. Limited Wednesday, DNP Thursday, limited on Friday. Uh, Chicago Tribune uh, states that uh, Robinson's status for Sunday's game is unknown. And, uh, you know, I mean, you, you have the benefit of the Chicago-New England game being a 1 o'clock game. But still, I, I think you've got to make other plans here. You have to groin injury, too. Those are so easy to aggravate. Especially when you're a receiver. Yes. Versus a kicker. Well, actually, that would be worse. Yeah, it would be worse. Or um, a, anyway, go ahead. Yes. Um, there's a lot of other options on the Chicago offense, too. So it's not even like he was the dominant alpha target, uh, a, a target monger on this team. You have Trey Burton, who's been doing a ton. Tariq Cohen's been catching a lot of passes. Taylor Gabriel's looked great, too. Yeah. No, they look fine. I mean, I think Allen Robinson would, would do really well in this game if he gets in there. It's a, it is a really tough decision. Uh, if, if I hear reports from the news sources saying he's active and he's looking good in warm-ups. That's the, that's the caveat I said. Um, one of my co-hosts on, on the Appleton Trophy Fantasy Football Show is facing an Allen Robinson or Sterling Shepard uh, decision this right. week. And Sterling Shepard doesn't play till Monday night. Uh, so obviously you're going to know if Robinson's active. I said, I'm playing Robinson, okay, unless he's obviously inactive. Or if I find out he's active, but beat reporters to say it doesn't look all that great or he's not going to be at full full percent or full 100%. Sterling Shepard on that Monday night game against Atlanta, I mean, that could be – what's the total on that game? That's got to be huge too. So I think he could have a big night, um, uh, you know, looking 54. at that. Yeah. So – and I already kind of screwed the pooch on this one because I had the opportunity to play either Allen Robinson or Larry Fitzgerald last night, and I rolled with Robinson instead of playing Fitz. Well, really <laughs> I mean, that would have been my next choice with okay. Fitz. He would have been my next. Don't you have an Amendola laying around? Or? I mean, I wasn't going to try out Danny Amendola. No, I'm saying. He's had one good game this so you, far. This but you said you have, you have Robinson, right? Yeah. Well, so then if you have Amendola, you still have Robinson. My point is you have another option. Oh, there. no. I Okay, yeah. My point, okay. Well, it doesn't matter. I, I no, listen, you're right. Time. You're right. I, I, did, I do have other physical, warm right. bodies I could put in there. Well, you know what? That's but, what Fitz was heading into last night. Yeah. So I think that okay. we're just fine. All right. Well, and I, if you're, I'm talking for you. You have an Amendola caliber player, which isn't I have one. I have better options Easy than Amendola. Guys. Yeah. I have better <laughs> options than that, so don't worry. Um, Must be nice, Bucky. Well, I, you know, I, like I say, my starting running back in that league is Amon Green. So <laughs> we all pay the piper somehow, my friend. Or is called Armand Green? Taylor Gabriel, though. You like him this week? Because I like him this week quite a bit. 
You know, I'm a little Especially if Robinson misses. I'm biased against him because I haven't grabbed him anywhere in waivers, so I, so I instinctively hate him. Yeah. It's, I'm a little... I can't do that. Craig Mastro, who was on the uh, high-stakes lowdown a few weeks ago before Gabriel really turned it on, uh, he's like, hey, you watch Gabriel. And, he, and Craig's not like a Bears honk, but he said, you watch Gabriel because he's going to turn it on these next few weeks. And he has, so yeah. he, he nailed it. He's a good ball. He's a super fast player. He and Chuck West have that crazy pro day back in the day. Yep, that's true. Adam Schefter also reports that Royce Freeman suffered a sprained ankle of the high variety. Yes. Uh, I mean – in last night's win over the Cardinals, um, Freeman could miss some time. Now, the Broncos have the quote-unquote mini-buy, as uh, it will be 10 days before they play the Kansas City Chiefs next week. Philip Lindsay looked awesome again. I mean, he was just absolutely wrecking it. Royce Freeman does not get – I mean, this does not do anything to get me ex- – I mean, I know the numbers were there, and there's a, if you go on Twitter, you, can't, you, you go on Twitter – you Google or you Google, you search for Royce Freeman's name. There's gonna be a ton of very smart people in the industry that are saying, "Why is he not getting the ball more?" I wasn't super excited about him before. I'm I'm very excited. Uh, I'm still very excited about Philip Lindsay. Uh, this is doing nothing for me from a Royce Freeman standpoint. Yeah, it is funny actually. Like you said, I've seen that too. Where why isn't Royce Freeman getting the ball more? He's better with this, better with that. Lindsay looks really good. I mean, he looks awesome from an NFL perspective. There's the team perspective, there's no reason whatsoever to give Freeman more carries than they were already giving him. And uh, I, I'm interested to see. I'm really, truly interested, interested to see what Lindsey does the rest of the last three, four weeks. Yeah, he, he looks great. Um, anybody who spent big money on him early is, is certainly happy about it, As you know, for sure. I, I know I am in, in the leagues I got him in. It was, mm-hmm. was money well spent. You know, what's so funny is, like, I think in one league, it's not a great league. I mean, I'm like a 500 team in it. But I spent heavy on Philip Lindsay at the start of the year, and then a few weeks ago, somebody dropped Nick Chubb, and I was oh, spending oh. like 370, 380 bucks to get him off. Like, you know, I just soaked like 800 dollars into these two players. They better, they better pan out. And I was getting nervous about Chubb, and now I'm obviously not as as nervous. But now you look at your team, and you're like, wow. I mean, like, this I'm is starting, good. Yeah, like you're starting your other running back you drafted as three of them, and you probably have three great receivers. Well, and it's the same format as the FFPC, where you know, if I put up enough points over the next few weeks, I can sneak into the playoffs here and then do some damage. It's that's what it's all about. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's what makes season loss so interesting is you're just getting these players you can, whether it's, you know, whether it's waivers or trades in some leagues you can make trade, it really does make a difference. I, I think it's, I, I really enjoy the hobby, that part of it. Yep. It's a, it is an enjoyable hobby. Let's get into fantasy feedback here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as we answer your emails and tweets on this last segment of the show. The first email is on this piece of paper, if I can find it. Here it is. What is up, guys? What's up, guys? Sorry. This is Frank in Oklahoma City. Happy days should be here again for David Johnson in Arizona with McCoy getting pink slips. But with Leftwich in charge, are you guys worried about more of the same and no breakout for Johnson in sight? Your thoughts on uh, David Johnson under Byron Leftwich, the former Jaguars quarterback running things now? Well, the one thing I thought that was cool is uh, I saw a clip on Twitter today of Leftwich at Marshall throwing a, a 40 yards downfield pass, and then his lineman picking him up and carrying him 30 yards downfield to throw the next pass because he was playing on a broken bike. So, I, you know, I have Leftwich, everyone always made fun of him in, in the NFL because he had that slow delivery. He's a really good ball player, actually, even given that. Uh, I don't know anything about his coaching style, but I know if he's not a complete idiot, and I'm going to give him credit that he's not. He will do almost exactly the opposite of what McCoy did, so I think he'll be fine. And as a result, David Johnson will also be uh, fine. It will will he? How about this? Let me ask you this: From here on out, is David Johnson a top 
15 running back for the remainder of the season. Yes, 100%. Is, is he a top 10 running back from here on out? Um, I would say borderline. Okay, fair enough. So you're in that ten, like that eight to twelve range, is where you expect David Johnson to be the. No, I, yes, you know what? I do think he's going to be a top ten running back. Okay. The season. All right, fair enough. And and could be a, a top five guy. I think he'll be. I think he'll be back to where kind of the value of where he was drafted to some extent. I mean, you have Rosen who might miss time here with this toe injury. So I mean, I guess we'll have to see how many points they score. But Johnson, I mean, he got touchdowns, but he didn't need those necessarily when he was catching six passes for 50 yards every other week. Thanks for the email, Frank, in Oklahoma City. Let's move to Joe in Shoals, North Carolina. Can't, oh, this is the email I was referencing with uh, Guy before. Can't believe I'm contemplating this week, but this is a real decision I need to get right. Would you guys start Trubisky over Deshaun Watson? We already talked about this uh, as far as the matchups go. Mitchell Trubisky is taking on the Patriots uh, in Chicago and then you have uh, Deshaun Watson going on the road to Jacksonville. Yeah, Trubisky. I'm taking. I actually would play Trubisky over over Watson. Yeah, I, you've without, never been a big Watson guy. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I, he's okay. I don't mind him. Which, by the way, now that I think of it, I traded him for a first round pick to you in Gridiron Legends for Dynasty. Yes. So I, I subsequently dealt him. What'd you get for him? Just curiously. I, I honestly forgot. All right. First round pick, probably. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't less than what you you. Uh, I get it. Dave Gerzak, he only. Uh, it wasn't. I mean, I didn't make out like crazy or anything. I don't okay. Know, I Fair enough. Um, I, I I agree with you as well as crazy it sounds. I would play Trubisky over Watson as well. Uh, Ray in Hayes, Kansas, Dave. What's the correct call this week? Alex Collins at home against the Saints or Kenyon Drake hosting the Lions? Thanks for the email. Ray in Hayes, Kansas. Your thoughts here on two guys, to me, the, the, the underlying theme here is these guys are part of backfields, uh, backfield committees, and the other side has looked pretty strong on those committees uh, over the last two to three weeks. Well, let's see. I got Alex Collins wrong last week when I said to start Javorius Allen over him. So I'm going to get him wrong again this week. I'm going to say start Drake. Uh... I'm going to roll with Collins. I would say Collins over Drake this week, but it's so close. Um, so, okay, so you're saying start Drake. Are you of the opinion that this Buck Allen stuff where, where he was really creeping up on, on Alex Collins' workload, are you of the opinion that that was more of a mirage and we're going to see more of the Collins that uh, we thought we were going to see people were drafting him in the third round this year? Actually, I am a little bit. I mean, uh, Javoris Allen only had one carry for one yard last week, if I, if I remember my stats correctly, so that wasn't yeah. impressive. Um, but, there, I mean, the reason I, I don't know, for some reason I just have this feeling that, you know, Drake, he had some catches last week. I feel like he gets right, and he does well against, against the Lions. But, you know, Baltimore is a favorite, so. You can run on the Lions, dude. You yeah, can definitely run on the Lions. You know, they're both pretty high-scoring games. So, well, I guess, well, I mean, it's, it's pretty close. You know, I, I can't really say for sure what's going to happen, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I still like Drake. Love the Drake. I do not hate the Drake. You do not hate the Drake. All right, fair enough. So you are saying Drake. I am saying Collins. But I think, I mean, it, we're, we're picking at nits here. It's, it's razor, razor close. Although it won't be once the scores actually come up. Uh, yeah. Dear Jerry <laughs> and Frank. Paul, this is from Paul in Westboro, Mass. Give me some help. Funchess or Gabriel as my second wideout. I already have McCaffrey, Mixon, Michelle, and Yeldon at running back. And Tyler Boyd as my other Respectfully, we don't care who you have otherwise. Uh, he's just bragging, apparently. <laughs> I mean, those, those are nice. Um, yes, yeah, he's got a good matchup. Um, I've, okay, well, when it comes down to it, 
I'm definitely playing Boyd over both those receivers. But when it, uh, he's got to pick one of these guys, Devin Funches or Taylor Gabriel. We already talked about the Bears. Taylor Gabriel is at home against the Patriots. Devin Funches, I believe, is on the road in Philly. Yes, he's on the road in Philly this week. Your thoughts on uh, which, which guy you would deploy here? Um, if Allen Robinson is out, I'm playing Gabriel. If he's, if he's playing at all, uh, I'm going to start Funches. What if – here we go – what if, a bunch of crap. what if he's active, but there's reports saying, ah, he's, <laughs> he's looking a little limited with the groin. I, I guess I'd still roll Gabriel. Okay. I'd still roll Gabriel um, I am going to roll with... I'm assuming generally I roll with punches, by the way. Yeah, if, if Robinson's active and I'm not hearing any reports of like him being licking limited, I'm playing um, punches for sure. Other than that, if I, I agree with you. If if he's not looking great, I'm I'm playing Gabriel. If he's inactive, I'm playing Gabriel for sure over Funches, and that's where I fall in on that. Yeah, I think if he's inactive, I mean that Trubisky, you know, we still like I still like Trubisky even if Robinson's inactive against that defense. Trey Burton could have a big week too. He could on other teams. Oh, you don't have him anywhere? I think one team. I have him on uh, on one squad as a dynasty squad. Um, and he's he's been very good so far this season, especially when you consider the um, tight end. the tight end uh, wasteland that is out there. Yeah, Ebron's like a monster in tight end land right now. Oh, okay. I mean, like, who saw that coming? What did he go to? Like, you know, <laughs> I think I, we drafted in a few spots. Joe M. Stickham's pass catching camps for stone handed receivers. Ebron, Ebron was part of I think my tight end by suckiness. That was part of the whole triple crap tight yeah. end theory. Yeah. So. We did advocate for Ebron a little bit in the spots he was being taken. You're right. No one took him as a starter. Well, I, I mean, you couldn't have... I, did, I said I didn't like Jack Doyle. I'll say that much. You, you did say that, and you couldn't have seen the, the Doyle injury coming. I mean, for, for whatever that's worth. You know what else has helped Eric Ebron? Uh, Frank Reich hates running the football, and Andrew Luck, is, his arm is... If there was any question that Andrew Luck and, and his shoulder were not healthy, it's been answered, because Frank Reich... Guys are no, crazy. Right? I mean, uh, yeah, he's throwing it every play. Every play. I think Marlon Mack had 12 carries last week, and I think it, there was like two or three other carries. I don't know how they were, but yeah. there was like 15 carries for the whole team. I'm, uh, who'd you roll with this week? Um, this is a decision I actually have to make in a league. Which Colts running back would you rather play, Marlon Mack or Naheem Hines? Mack, for sure. Really? That's who yeah, I got I, in there right I, now, but I guess I thought it was closer. Hines had very little, didn't have much action last week. I, if I had the pro football focus, I don't get that. But those advanced metrics really show you how many snaps they had. I, mean, I would have to guess that Hines had maybe like 35%. To clarify, you don't subscribe to it or you don't understand the metrics? I, when you say, I don't get that. I don't pay the money for it, but I subscribe to it. Right? Okay. Ah, does that okay. make sense? Well, I, I just subscribe to the methodology. I don't subscribe to the, to the payment of them. The what payment. I didn't understand when you're like the the advanced metrics, I don't get that. Like you yeah. you didn't understand it. No, I get it. Okay. No, I, to be honest with you, actually, I might subscribe. I just never log in. It's a pain okay. in the ass to log in, so I don't do it. I, you know, I think I have a subscription. Here's here's the, hey, what metrics? If your stuff was easier to log into, I would go yeah. there. Here's the here's the reason I have this. Um, <laughs> I got this is back when I cared about what you know ar- arguing on Facebook, which I haven't cared about in like more nice. than a half decade. But I got into it with this guy um, <laughs> about about he was talking about how Richard Sherman was the best corner in the league, and I, I I've always hated Richard. I, I don't know him personally. I don't care for Richard Sherman. Yeah, never liked his personality. Never he never cared for his personality. Right. Um, so I, 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 I'm like, there's no way he's number one. And then I, sure enough, I found out somebody that cited that he was the third best corner. 
So I said, well, I'm actually, actually, he's third best according to, you know, this industry standard <laughs> metrics right here. And he's like, oh, I, um, uh, like, like show me or something, you know, yeah, yeah, focus, prove it. Whatever, yeah. And so then, so I, in, in spite, I signed up for the service. I subscribed, paid the money to su- subscribe for the service just so I could, you know, I, I signed up with like a, you know, my, my name was like, you know, Football lover twenty three forty nine and I and I I sent him I I I private message and like here's the username here's the password That's hilarious. sign in and and you'll see and then I I posted the link on there and whatever and and then he posted like oh I guess I'll have to investigate more or whatever like that's right and you know what's funny about that and this might have been the last time I got into an argument on Facebook because I was like boy I don't feel, I don't feel great about this at all I thought I'd feel a lot better like completely completely owning him Dave <laughs> right and I was just like you know this is dumb so and then I stopped and, so, and then last week your your wife said Eric what's this two ninety nine a month we're paying to this pro oh, football yeah. focus yeah that's yeah I should really cancel it. <laughs> this guy's probably like, like this guy's probably like seven hundred bucks you paid this guy <laughs> this guy's probably like well I got the last laugh this guy buys me this free pro football focus subscription he's still logging he's, in yeah he's probably crushing it he's and in that guy's name, Guy Morrell, who's leading the Football Guys <laughs> Players Champions. No, I'm, ma- I'm making that part up. But, but the point is made. Uh, and uh, with that, we are running out of steam here when I'm telling stories about arguing on Facebook. So I want to thank Guy Morrell. I want to thank Dave Gerzak. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and Thanks listening to the show. Yes, uh, tonight, go Brewers. Uh, we'll be back live next week at 10, 9 Central, ladies and gentlemen, with uh, another scintillating guest. A couple of uh, uh, PSAs here. Packers, Saints, Seahawks, Steelers, all on by this week. Get them out of your lineup. They're not going to get you any points. Number two, there is a 9.30 a.m. game in London. Chargers, Titans. Get those guys submitted uh, in your lineups or on the bench. 9.30 a.m. kickoff this Sunday from London. Good luck in week seven. Enjoy the games. And of course, as always, your weekend starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. About to call your ass Uber, I got somewhere to be. I hear fairy tales by how they gon' run up on me. Well, run up when you see me, then we gon' see. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy, trying to take away. I hope it's a good sermon at my church on Sunday because when it's not and we have these London games, I'm constantly um, refreshing uh, my my um, game cast. And you're like, well, Balky, why don't you just watch the game? Because, you know, when Yahoo and Twitter would broadcast these games, Facebook, you could literally watch the games, right? Yeah, sure, you could watch the game. Yeah, well, I, here's the thing. I thought I had my volume all the way down one time. And I it, like it was um it was after a hymn and it was and it was they always at my church they always show this little short ninety second video before the sermon yeah, and so. and so I flipped it on and the sound was on and I like freaked out and all these people were looking at me while the video was playing so they shouldn't even be able to hear my phone and t- 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 I'm like all right kind of locked out I'm not no I'm not, yeah yes but I'm like I'm not messing around with this anymore God I'm sorry I will only watch the game cast and the box score at well, church. Hope you better. I don't know about that. But that's the way I uh, that's the way I roll. So good luck to everybody. Seriously though, 9:30 a.m. on Sunday. Get them out of there. And why why not do both? The Lord be with you. Oh. <laughs>